Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Okay, so friends, we see in the gospel today Jesus acting in the role of healer. All throughout the Gospels, we see Jesus healing all sorts of people of all sorts of things. What are some examples of things or situations that, people, that Jesus healed people of? What do we know? Give me one. What do you know? Do you want to ask someone else? Do we want to phone a friend? Yeah, okay. Right back here. Go ahead. It's gone. Okay, we'll, do, we'll, try, we'll try one more right here. Give us one that Jesus healed somebody of. Uh, blindness. blindness. Who remembers the story of Jesus healing the man of blindness? Okay, he's healed people of blindness. Give me one more. Let's do one more. Coleman, give me one more. Demons? Give me another one. A physical healing. Someone, someone else. Shalta, do you know one? Leprosy. We heard that in the gospel. Give me one more. Okay, we're going back to you. Take two. Go ahead. The blind, okay, we're going to do the blind man again. Very good, okay. I love it. Okay, so we got Jesus healing men of blindness. We have Jesus raising people from the dead. Jesus cures people who are deaf, who can't hear. Um, he's, all, he's doing all sorts of things in the gospel where he heals people, right? So Jesus is acting as a healer, right? In the gospel we have today, we just heard Jesus curing this man of leprosy. Now, leprosy was a very awful, awful disease that people in the ancient world dealt with. It... It was a very, very awful, slow way to die, and there was no cure for it. There was absolutely no cure for it. So if you got leprosy, you had to live far away from everybody else. You couldn't be with your family. You couldn't be with your friends. You couldn't do anything with anybody anymore. It was a very desperate, hopeless way to slowly live out the rest of your life. And so we have this, this man who comes to Jesus who has leprosy, and he says to him, if you wish, you can make me clean so this man, we have to think, this man must have heard about Jesus' power to heal. He must have heard about the miracles that we've talked about. He must have heard about maybe when he cured Bartimaeus of his blindness. Or maybe he heard about when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. In other words, he's heard that this man, Jesus of Nazareth, has the power over sickness and disease. And he approaches Jesus. Now, Lepers in the ancient world, you weren't supposed to approach anybody. If you had leprosy, you had to stay far away. And if anyone got near you, you had to shout, unclean, unclean, to tell people, stay away from you. This man approaches Jesus. If you wish, you can make me clean. And what does Jesus say? I do will it. In other words, I want to do this for you. He says, be made clean. And then it says he stretches out his hand and touches the man with leprosy. He stretches out his hand and touches him. Now, if you're a leper in the ancient world, nobody touched you. For this man, it probably had been years since anybody had touched him, since anybody had hugged him, since anybody got even anywhere close to him. And Jesus reaches out, touches him, heals him. Amazing, 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 amazing. You know, it's, it's one of the things that, that's undeniable about Jesus is that he was a healer. 
Like, all throughout the Gospels, he is healing people of all sorts of things. Why? Because it was an amazing sign to the people that this man had power that came from only God. In order for him to convince people that he had power over things like sin, like I have the power to forgive sins, I'm going to show you that I have the power over sickness and disease. So he used his healings of sickness and disease to be a sign that pointed to his even greater divine power. Sign of his even greater divine power. This is Jesus, the healer. Like, Jesus still heals people. Like, through the church, Jesus continues to heal people. I've seen it. I've seen it. Some of you, you've heard me share the stories about it. I've literally seen Jesus through praying over people. I've seen him heal broken bones, bones that were broke. And then you pray over them, and the bones aren't broken anymore. I've seen Jesus heal people of, like, knees that they have to have knee replacement surgery, and the knee, it's totally healed. I know people who had cancer, and the tumors were gone. I'm not making that up. I've seen amazing things. I have a friend whose 19-month-old daughter, this was a few years ago, his 19-month-old daughter drowned in a pool. She didn't have a heartbeat for like 42 minutes. Her dad prayed over her. And not only was she healed, brought back to life, like when she finally came out of the coma that she was in and when she was finally like out of the hospital and home, it's like as if she was smarter than she was when she went into the water. Like she knew more words than she did before she drowned. Like Jesus not only healed her, but he like made her even more incredible. Jesus still heals. But this is the thing that I want to talk about today. This is what we have to look at. Sometimes, oftentimes, you pray for somebody, or maybe you're praying for yourself, asking for healing, for, like, Jesus, I really don't want to be sick right now. It's winter break. Please don't let me be sick. Or maybe someone you know, someone you love is very sick with some disease or something's going on, and you're just praying that they get better, and they don't get better. Look, I don't, we don't need to raise our hands. I think we've all been in this place where we've asked for Jesus to do something, to heal somebody of something, and it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. That's what I want to talk about. Because all of that right there, that's like, that's, all of this is really hitting home for me personally right now. Monday of this week, earlier this week, I went back to my eye doctor for, uh, for a checkup. And I found out that I have to have another eye surgery pretty soon, in probably about a month and a half. This will be my 31st eye surgery. It's a lot of eye surgeries. And I was pretty bummed to find out that I have to have another eye surgery. Like, I don't like having to have that happen. I don't like having to go through all the medicine. I don't like having to go to doctor's appointments. I don't like having to deal with this all the time. I don't like the recovery. I don't like how it makes me feel. I don't like how long it takes for my vision to come back. I don't like that I have to, like, be away from the parish for several days. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I was diagnosed with this disease when I was in seventh grade. Seventh graders, raise your hand. I was diagnosed with this disease when I was in seventh grade. It's a disease called uveitis. It's a chronic, meaning I'll have it for the rest of my life. It's a chronic autoimmune disease. 
I was diagnosed in seventh grade because slowly over the course of like a few weeks when I was in school, I, I just realized I can't really see the board anymore. I couldn't read anything on the board. I went to the eye doctor, my mom took me to the eye doctor, and we found out that I was legally blind. My vision had decreased so much within about a month and a half. I was legally blind. Perfect vision is what, anybody know? 20 what? 2020. My vision was 2,500. Not good. <laughs> after that appointment, we went to another doctor, and that other doctor got me, uh, about a week after that, I had my first surgery. They put some medicine directly into my eye. I've had shots in my eyes. I've had all sorts of surgeries. I've never had a laser surgery. And all throughout this time, from seventh grade till now, there's been a lot of times that have been really, really, really hard. Like, seasons where there was, there was periods of time where, like, I couldn't see at all. There were periods of time in high school and middle school where I had to have uh, a teacher with me at all times to read to me what was on the board. I didn't have normal textbooks in high school because I couldn't read the size font. I had these gigantic, gigantic textbooks. You probably don't know what this is, but like an atlas at the library, like a huge book. Imagine walking through the school with a book that's like half your size. It's pretty hard. I would get headaches all the time because I was always trying to read, but I couldn't read. There was periods of time where I didn't even have any vision in one of my eyes. I went completely blind for about two months. And you have to know this, that during this time, throughout this whole journey, there were many moments, many times, with many tears where I was crying out to God saying, please take this away. Please heal this. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to have to go to the eye doctor every week. I don't want to have to get this injection. I don't want to have to do this medicine. I don't want to have another surgery. God, please take this away. Did he take it away? No. I still have the eye disease. I'm going to be scheduled for another eye surgery in about a month and a half. So why? We heard in the gospel, the guy says to Jesus, if you wish, you can make me clean. I would say to Jesus, if you wish, you could take away this disease. Jesus in the gospel says to the man, I do will it. I want this. I want to do this. Then he says, be made clean. Why, oh God, do you not want this for me? And for your situations, why, oh God, did you not cure my grandpa, my grandma? Why, oh God, do I still have this sickness? Why, oh God, do I still have to deal with this? Why, oh God, haven't you just made this thing better? It's not because God doesn't love me as much. It's not because God doesn't love you as much. It's not because he's punishing me or he's punishing you. It's not because he doesn't care or he's working on other things. I don't, I don't have a full answer to the question of why God hasn't cured me of this disease. I'll only know that answer in heaven. But this is what I can tell you. I'm 34 years old. I've been dealing with this almost my whole life. This is what I know. That because I've had to deal with this, because I've had this 
reality in my life that God has kept there. It has shaped me. It has changed me. It has made me into the kind of person that I am. I wouldn't be who I am if I hadn't gone through everything that I went through. Like the person that I am now is is in many ways a direct result of having to deal with this disease over and over and over again. Like, it's part of my story of becoming a saint, in other words. It's shaped me. It's changed me. It's, it's made me so much more patient and understanding and empathetic. I've also had experiences, like, if it wasn't for this disease, there are so many people I would never have met in my life. I'm thinking about all these moments of encountering and talking with doctors and nurses and other patients at the Cleveland Clinic. Like when people found out that I was studying to be a priest, you wouldn't believe how many times other doctors or nurses would like be really intrigued by that. Or they'd be bringing me into the exam room, all right, um, uh, Father, here's your, here's your room, grab a seat, doctor will be with you right now. And then they go, hey, by the way, my mom's not doing too well. Could you pray for my mom? I get to pray for this person's mom. Like there's so many moments that I would never have had so many people I would never have met, so many paths I would have never crossed if I did not have this. Here's the last thing I'm going to share about this. When we ask God for healing, whether for ourselves or for somebody else, sometimes we think that either God says yes or no. That's not true. God either says yes Listen, 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 listen. God either says yes or not yet. That's the biggest thing I've learned. Because here's the truth. Is God going to perfectly heal my eyes one day? Yes. Either in this lifetime or for sure in heaven. I'm not going to be in heaven with diseased eyes. The people that you love, they're not going to be in heaven with cancer or with broken bones or with whatever it is. Everybody that you love, including yourself, God will give us perfected, holy, resurrected bodies where there is no sickness, no disease. Everything is as it was meant to be. So when I've asked God for healing, he's, didn't, he's not said no to me. He's just simply said not yet. Not yet which is a very different answer than no. So I don't know what you guys have going on in your lives. I know we all have stuff that we ask God for all the time. Healing for this. God, please make this happen. And if, he's, if it seems like he's saying no, then he's probably actually just saying not yet. Let's just take a second. I want you to all close your eyes. Let's just be with Jesus for a few moments. Jesus who is the healer. Jesus who loves you. Jesus, we trust you right now. We trust you with our hurts. We trust you with those things in us that we just want you to fix. Lord, we're not like broken cars that just need to be fixed. We are we're people that need to be loved. And Lord, you let things stay in our lives sometimes, not to punish us, but because through these things you are doing something more, something that we couldn't even imagine. You're bringing about something far more beautiful that couldn't happen without it. So, Lord, again, we look at you and we say we trust you.
We trust you, Jesus. Amen.